CQ, CQ, CQ. Calling all radio amateurs and shortwave listeners, this is GB2RS, the news broadcasting service of the Radio Society of Great Britain. It's read to you by G4NJH in Nottingham, where references in the script can be found either on the RSGB website or attached to the podcast at gb2rs.podbean.com. This is GB2RS News for Sunday the 29th of October 2023. Here are the main news headlines, RSGB convention videos, amateur radio exam dates, tonight at eight webinar. The RSGB has released its first video from the 2023 convention. RSGB General Manager and Convention Chairman Steve Cop thomas M1ACB, talks to RSGB President John McCulloch, GI4B. VWM and IRTS President Ender Broderick, EI2II. The two presidents discuss their views on the opportunities, challenges and great things happening in amateur radio at the moment. You can see the video on the RSGB YouTube channel or on its website under rsgb.org convention. While other videos from this year's convention are being prepared, the Society is releasing a bumper collection of presentations from the 2022 convention, which previously had only been available for members to view. You can see these on youtube.com forward slash the RSGB in the playlist called RSGB 2022 Convention. The topics range from VHF transverters and VHF contesting to Radcom HF predictions and also the right tools to work at more 144 MHz DX. There is bound to be a presentation you'll enjoy and find expiring, so do take a look. If you're thinking of taking an amateur radio exam before Christmas, there are two important dates you need to be aware of. The last date you can take an exam at a club, whether online or on paper, is Wednesday the 13th of December. If you want to take an exam online at home, the last date is Wednesday the 20th of December. The RSGB exams team will, where possible, post out exam results before HQ shuts over Christmas and the New Year. Exams will resume on Wednesday the 3rd of January 2024, and the booking system will be available over the festive season, so you can book exams for January onwards. You can book online... On, on the RSGB page under exam pay. That's one word. Don't forget to be part of the RSGB's Tonight at Eight webinar on Monday the 6th of November. Colin Summers, MM00, sorry, MM0OPX, will give an entry-level talk aimed at newcomers to amateur radio. He'll touch on ex- antennas generally, but will focus on the NFED half-wave antennas, including details of construction, transformers and performance. Watch this live presentation on the RSGB YouTube channel or special BATC channel and ask questions via the live chat. To find out more, go to rsgb.org forward slash webinars. Youngsters on the Air Month is taking place in December. This means you have just over one month to think about how you, your club, school or social group can get involved and help youngsters to get active on the amateur radio bands. It could be giving a demo at a local school or youth club or helping a young person to send a greetings message. You can also listen out for the GB23 Yota call sign and make a QSO with a young radio amateur on the air. The RSGB has applied for Ofcom approval for a special call sign, GB23YOTA, which will be active for the duration of the month. A full list of GB23YOTA operating slots can be found on qrz.com. 
These slots will be first come, first served, so check your calendars and reserve your place as soon as possible. To find out more about Yota Month and to see what has taken place in previous years, visit rsgb.org forward slash Yota hyphen month. You can also email jamie m0sdv at yota.month at rsgb.org.uk to register your interest or simply to ask for further information. A reminder now that the 2023 Scottish Microwave Round Table, or GMRT, will be held between 10.30am and 5pm on Saturday, the 11th of November. The event will take place at the Museum of Communication, uh, uh, Burnt Island, Fife in Scotland. An interesting programme of speakers have been, has been arranged. Microwave test facilities will be provided, and the and the event will be an opportunity to purpose purchase components and microwave-related items. Cost is £12. This includes a buffet lunch. Dinner will be held in the evening at a local hotel. Full info and online registration are available at gmroundtable.org.uk forward slash about. Please email Colin, gm4hwo, via gm4hwo at gmail.com for more information. No details of rallies and events. Carmarthen Amateur Radio Society Surplus Equipment Sale will, sale will take place on Saturday the 4th of November. The venue will be Come Do Ad Community Hall. The doors will be open at 8am for sellers. Visitors are welcome from 10am. £2 entry fee per person and light in refreshments will be available. For more information, contact, contact Andy GW0JLX via 07768 282880 or email g0jlx at gmail.com. Bush Valley Amateur Radio Club Rally takes place on the 5th of November, which is Sunday. The venue will be the Lim- Limavadi United Football Club, Rathmore Road, Limavadi, BT490DF. Several traders will be in attendance and there will be a bring and buy stand. Car parking is available on site and the doors will open at 11. For more information, visit bushvalleyarc.org or email bushvalleyarc at gmail.com. Holsworthy Radio Rally will be taking place on Sunday the 5th of November. The venue is Holsworthy Leisure Centre, Well Park Western Road, Holsworthy in Devon, EX2260H. There will be traders of bring and buy area and catering available. Access for traders is available from 8am. The doors are open to the public at 10am, cm0omc.co.uk for more information and contact details. Special event news, Tom VK2WN will be active as AX37EUDXF until the 30th of November, celebrating 37th anniversary of the European DX Foundation, QSL via Logbook of the World, EQSL and Club Logs OQRS. On the 10th of October 1923, the BBC, then the British Broadcasting Company, opened its seventh transmitter and based it in Aberdeen. Using the call sign GB2BD, the BBC Amateur Radio Group and Aberdeen Amateur Radio Society are celebrating 100 years of broadcasting from the northeast of Scotland. On the 3rd and 4th of November 2023, the date chosen for this event falls between the start of transmissions and the centenary of the first Gaelic broadcast by the BBC. No, the DX News, Yuri VE3DZ will be active H, as HQ9A from uh, Roatin 
uh, Island, NA057, Honduras until, uh, Honduras until the 31st of October, including an entry in the CQ Worldwide DXSSP contest. Outside of the contest, he'll operate CWSSP and FT8 on the HF bands. QSL via home call, he plans to upload his log to Logbook of the World and Club log. Coup, JP1IHD, will be active again as JD1BQP from Shishijima, I'm told it is, uh, which is ASO31 until the 2nd of November, including an entry in the CQ Worldwide DXSSB contest, QSL via the Bureau to JD1BQP, or direct only to JP1IHD. He'll upload his log to Logbook of the World and Club Log. Contest news, CQ Worldwide DXSSB contest started at 0000 UTC on Saturday the 28th of October and it ends on the 20th, on, uh, at 23.59 UTC today, Sunday the 29th of October using SSB on the 160 to 10 metre bands where contests are allowed. The exchanger signal report and CQ zone, our UK zone, is 14. On Wednesday the 1st of November, the Silent Key Memorial Contest runs from 0600 to 0859 UTC. CW only on the 1840 metre bands, exchange a signal report and the Silent Key call sign. Also, on Wednesday the 1st of November, the 144 MEGS FT8 Activity 4-Hour Contest runs from 1700 to 2100 UTC, FT8 on the 2 metre band, the exchanges report and 4 character locator. Also Wednesday the 1st, the 144 MEGS FT8 Activity 2 Hour Contest runs from 1900 to 2100 UTC, FT8 on the 2 metre band, the exchanges report and a 4 character locator. Stations entering the 4 hour contest may also enter the 2 hour contest. Wednesday the 1st of November, the UK and Ireland Contest Club 80 metre contest runs from 2000 to 2100 UTC, SSB only 80 metre band, the exchange is your 6 character locator. The 144MEGCW Marconi contest starts at 1400 UTC on Saturday the 4th of November, ends at 1400 on Sunday the 5th of November using CW on the 2 metre band, the exchange signal report, serial number and locator. Now for the radio propagation report, compiled by G0KYAGE through YLANG for BAO, they write... It was not a good week for the ionosphere, for the ionosphere with the solar flux index or SFI falling to less than 130, plus some disturbed magnetic conditions as well. On Wednesday the 24th, the SFI fell to 121, while the following day the KP index hit 4.33, thanks to a coronal mass ejection from a filament eruption. Minor to strong geomagnetic storms continued on Thursday afternoon and evening, with a warning that aurora sightings may have been possible in the north of the UK that evening. So, does this mean that solar cycle 25 is over? Well, most definitely not, they say. NOAA's Space Weather Prediction Centre has just issued a revised prediction for solar activity during solar cycle 25, saying solar cycle activity will increase more quickly and peak at a higher level than predicted by an expert panel back in, in December 2019. The updated prediction now shows solar cycle 
of 25 peaking between January and October of 2024, with a maximum sunspot number between 137 and 173. Meanwhile, the critical frequency remained relatively high at about 11 to 12 MHz around lunchtime, which still gives a maximum usable frequency, or MUFs, for paths over 3,000 km of more than 28 megs. October remains a good month for high-band HF propagation, with many reports of contacts, contacts into the Pacific on the 15, 12 and 10 metre band. The bad news is that this week's CQ Worldwide SSB contest could be hit by poor geomagnetic conditions later on. Two large coronal holes on the sun recently rotated into an earth-facing position which could mean a raised KP index and a reduced MUF. A coronal hole is a cooler, less dense region of the sun with open magnetic field lines that allow solar plasma to flood out. We expect the solar material to hit the Earth today, the 29th, either in the afternoon or evening, perhaps continuing into Monday with an associated warming of aurora, warning of aurora as the KP index rises. Looking to next week, NOAA predicts the SFI will increase, perhaps hitting the 140 to 145 mark by the end of the week. The ionosphere may also remain unsettled until around Wednesday, the 1st of November, although the rest of the week should be better. Now for VHF and up, the autumnal weather pattern is keeping up its attack on the UK during the coming week. This means low-pressure systems will remain in control, and it's unlikely that Tropper will get much of a look-in. That leaves rain scatters the best of a bad bunch with heavy rain, especially as heavy any heavy showers around the coasts being the most likely to offer good reflection points for gigahertz band operators. The remaining options for propagation are aurora, which is not entirely out of the question, since we have a large coronal hole navigating its way into a favourable position, as mentioned above. There are many websites and widgets that show the latest KP value, and it's definitely worth adding one to your favourite list. The other mode of possible interest is that of meteor scatter, and although we've just passed the peak of the Orionids, it came along just right for the six-metre affiliated society's contest on the 22nd of October, when some out-of-season sporadic key propagation made a welcome appearance, with paths to Italy, Sardinia and Spain being reported. The slow decay of the Orionids means that we still have the coming week to enjoy the remnants until early November. For EME operators, moon declination is positive and rising this week with lengthening moon windows and increasing moon elevation. Path losses start low, but are increasing. 144 meg sky noise is moderate, peaking at 500 Kelvin on Wednesday, the 1st of November. That's it from the propagation team this week. That's all from me also. Until next week.